Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What are you guys doing here? What are you doing here? Wait, are you doing a podcast right now? Welcome to the Rob and Holly Show podcast. Hi, Tim. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you? Oh, we are we are so good. Congratulations on all the success of yet another amazing song, 7500 OBO. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It never gets old, that's for sure. I um, love making music and always excited when people like it. You know, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, I, I love the song. I love the record. And when we recorded it and when we finished it, I mean, I love the melody of this song, the song and, and the story of the song and everything. But when we finished it sonically, I really loved the way the song sounded. And right away, we you, just uh, felt like it, it was a radio song. Do you, have, do you have anything that you can remember that you sold that you regret <laughs> selling back in the day? A, a song that I passed on, or a car, or something I sold. No, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, not, like like a car, or a motorcycle, or a boat, or something. No, or a horse. No or horse. No, I don't. I don't know that I regret selling anything. I mean, um, I, I got one that I will never sell. I have I have a, a Cadillac Escalade that we've had for I don't know seventeen years or so that that our kids sort of grew up in. That that I got so many memories of of hauling a bunch of cheerleaders to football games and basketball practices and softball practices and taking cross-country trips and I remember stripping out all the seats and loading all of my daughter's stuff in it and moving her out driving cross-country with her out to LA and 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 all those memories so that's something that I'll never sell and it'll it'll never go how old are the kids now uh Gracie's 25 Maggie's 23 and Audrey is 20 so did they get to drive the Escalade when they turned 16? Uh, they they drove it a little bit. They didn't really care that much about driving that big old Escalade. <laughs> but the, the cool thing In is what? that they all learned to drive. My my dad had this little Mercedes 280 SL that he bought when they won the 69 World Series, and he bought it with his, with his um, World Series check. And so he passed that on to me. So all of my daughters learned to drive in that. So that's pretty special. That isn't is, it, that isn't is it, incredible. Isn't it crazy how uh, just a vehicle, a big old, big old thing of metal, can hold so many memories? And your daughter was in the music video for this, right? Yes, yeah, she was. She she starred in it, and she just knocked it out of the park. I was so proud of her. She was so poised and so professional, and I got to watch her shoot the whole day. I I, I didn't. I tried to stay out of the way. I, I, I she certainly didn't didn't need any tips from me, but I was standing behind the the monitor one time when they were doing the kissing scene and instinctively and I didn't do it on purpose it's just the dad in me came out and I yelled cut real loud in the middle of the scene <laughs> because they were I thought the kiss went on a little bit too long and and she had to come over and have a talk with me <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if you could uh 
Y'all cut at all times when you knew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I had them convinced forever that I had cameras in the car when they when they went out anywhere, but but uh, that, that didn't last long. I didn't fool them for very long. That's so funny. I want to ask you, um, with all the acting and all the music, what is left on your bucket list of like things you'd like to accomplish? Oh wow. Um. Gosh. I look. I've been so fortunate and grateful for everything in my life. I've I, everything's gone way past any expectation or dreams that I could ever, ever hope for. Um, you know, I, I just want a good, healthy life for my daughters and for them to, to pursue their dreams and have success and to be happy. I mean, that's, that's, that's on my bucket right. list and, you know, grandkids that's- down the road for sure, but way down the road. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you, uh, I think you're probably going to be the most in shape grandpa when that, <laughs> when that does happen. Oh uh, my, I might hold it out that long. <laughs> I just, um, I just had an injury, a pretty bad one when I was doing some muscle ups, like CrossFit move, I tore my tricep tendon. I... I'm wondering yeah, it's, it was kind of brutal. I had surgery doing physical therapy. Now I'm wondering if you, have had any setbacks in your workout journey that you have overcome or, or is there something that you don't do anymore? Well, I, I've had two knee surgeries and I've broken my right foot three times and I've had an elbow surgery. So, um, oh, so a lot. Yeah. But, um, long- I can't run anymore. That's what I really miss. I used to run a lot. So now I really, I really can't run anymore. So that that's out of my routine, but, but well, I think what Tim McGraw is trying to say, Rob, is stop your boohooing over your one little <laughs> uh, you gotta, muscle, but you got to do your PT. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the way you recover from it. You got to do what the doctor says for sure. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing two to three days a week right now. So we'll, we'll get back to it. Working on getting back in McGraw shape pretty soon here. Right on. <laughs> I wanted to know, um, in the beginning, and I could not find this. I really did look for this info. Who taught you how to play the guitar? Because you started singing first, and then you played the guitar. But who taught you? No, I, what happened was, you know, I had a guitar in high school, but I didn't mess around with it much because, you know, I was an athlete, so I was always playing ball, so I didn't mess around with it much. But when I was in college, my first year of college, um, the first summer of college, you know, I had some roommates, and everybody had left for the summer, and I had a job, so I was still living in the house, and I wanted, all my roommates had left, and so I had some free time on my hands. So I actually went to a pawn shop and pawned my high school ring and bought an acoustic guitar and sat there all summer and sort of looking at chord books and watching CMT and seeing where they would put their fingers. And over, over the summer, I learned about 50 songs, and that's how I started playing. I started playing and playing by myself, playing for tips at a catfish house. And that was really my first gig. Wait, it broke up. What did you pawn in order to get a guitar? I pawned my high school ring to, to get a guitar. My grandfather found out about it and went back and, and found my high school ring and bought it back for me, though, later on. So so I got lucky there. But broke I, up again. Did we lose him? You I there? think his grandfather, yeah, went and my, got it, right? Yeah, my grandfather went and got my ring back for me. Oh, oh you God. got it back. What a That's good great. grandpa. Yeah. Oh my God. I was thinking, oh my God, there's a Tim McGraw class ring somewhere out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, luckily, no, luckily he found out about it and went and got it back. But I think I only got like thirty bucks for it and I bought a thirty dollar guitar, but that's what I learned to play on. Well you what must be uh wow. You must be a quick learner, Tim, if you learn 50 songs in one summer. I feel like that's that's a lot. Well, you know, I, after I learned the first couple and started sitting around uh, the fraternity house and, and realized that uh, girls liked it, it, it was pretty motivating. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, I think that's why most uh, most dudes pick up a guitar. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Worked out pretty good. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah it's like sports and music, right? Absolutely. And Tim McGraw's got those tricks. Hey, when with all these awards, which one ends up being the most important or special to you for, for whatever reason, the time of your life or who was with you when you won the award? Do you have one that like sticks out? Wow. I mean, gosh, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I think, you know, Faith and I, when we did our, I think it was our second soul to soul tour or maybe our first soul to soul tour. Maybe our, I'm not sure which one, maybe the first one, we were both nominated for entertainer of the year together. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how, but I won, but, uh, that was always special because we, we had done that tour together. We were both nominated and, and that was like my, my first one. So that, that, that one will always stick out as a memory. And then when we wanted you know, any award that we won together, you know, Gosh, I think I've got one Grammy solo, and the other Grammys I have, I won with her. So without her, I wouldn't have too many Grammys. You guys make a good – it's definitely a good pair. I know that's Rob's a, got yeah. – that's a, that's a power – that's what they call power couple. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I, I, got, I got the best end of that deal. <laughs> hey, how many, how many times today have you been asked about uh, Faith's armpits? <laughs> a couple of times. That, that was a <laughs> – that was, the funniest part was when I had to. I was the one that had to tell her that she had to start doing that because Taylor. We were at my nephew's wedding, and Taylor Sheridan called and said, uh, "Who's going to be the one to tell Faith she's got to start shaving her armpits like right now?" And so we were having the wedding yeah. dinner, and I leaned over and told her what Taylor just told me, and you should have seen her face drop. It was it was it was like a kid saying that there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> she just. <laughs> She just always For real though. But 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 she embraced it once she once she got going, she embraced it. What was uh what was the biggest challenge for y'all doing doing that show? I know you said that you pretty much learned that you can work on no sleep, uh, but what else did you find difficult about it? I know you guys were in like a river. Yeah, it was it was it was very it was very physical. It was um long hours. Um I, I probably the I guess the toughest part were the elements. We were in the elements the whole time and, and we maybe had five good days. The rest of the time it was it was either 110 degrees or it was it was you know eight degrees. It was it, we were either freezing cold or burning hot, and it was never comfortable. But um, but I think that yeah. that that added to the to the the realness of the characters. I believe I think that that, that became part exactly. of exactly because you know you're story. you know you're you're getting. A, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it just became part of the story. It became another character. You know, you get a little taste of uh, you know, back when when you didn't have all the luxuries of running water and all that good stuff that, and electricity that we have now? Oh, yeah. I told Faith that we'd, if, it, if it had been me back then, I would have went a week and said, you know, this looks like a pretty good place to settle down right here <laughs> about a week into the journey. <laughs> it, it was tough. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, we didn't want to romanticize it. You know, a, a lot of Westerns are pretty romanticized, and we all, Taylor and, and the whole crew and everybody was so invested and believed in the story and the script so much, we wanted it to be as authentic as it possibly could and be as real as it possibly could. Um, hey Tim, I have a question only because I'm obsessed with horses. Will you tell? Can you tell us about the horse that you rode in the show in 1883? What's its name? Did you like it? Was it a Was it a good horse? Yeah, I had uh, JW was my main horse, and I had a backup horse I called Mud, um, who I wasn't crazy about. We didn't get along too well, but but my main horse we got along with. We got along great, and he was my horse that I did all the fast riding and the heavy duty riding and. And Mud was the horse that um, was the standstill horse to deliver lines, and he he didn't like me too much, so he wasn't very good at standing still. And I had a few rodeos in the in the middle of all that, especially in the river crossings when things got a little wild sometimes. Mm -hmm. Broke up again. I know. I got to pause. 
I'm sorry. Did, did you repeat? No, no, no. Okay. Every now and then it, it will hear it, it drops out. Yeah, it drops out for a hot second. Um, do you think maybe it was because you named him Mud? Maybe because I called him Mud, but that's probably why he didn't like me too much. I don't know what his real name was, but I just called him Mud. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. It's a good worst name, actually. <laughs> hey, I don't. Um, I don't know if we ever got the the story. We're gonna kind of go back in time to a little bit when uh, Real Good Man was out. One of our favorite songs. Can Can you tell us where were you? What were you thinking? And what were you drinking when that song came about? I think 2003 is when it came out. I was driving the neon. I remember playing this song, Tim. Oh, I love this song. Oh, thank you. I I don't remember what I was driving. Um, at the time, I remember hearing the demo for the first time and knew, knew I wanted to cut it. And, and that was one, I think that was on the dance hall doctors album, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was one that, that we took the whole band up to upstate New York into a studio and we camped out for a couple of weeks and recorded that album. And and I remember in the studio recording that, that we had a lot of fun with it. And it was one of those that we knew was going to be a lot of fun live. And it's still one of my favorite ones to play live. Yeah, I, I think uh, anytime you put that on, people uh, people jam out immediately. You know, at the first, you know, within the first two seconds of that song, you're like, "Yep, this one's a jammer." Yeah, it's, it's a good rocking one. We we like playing that live, and you know, we mix it up a little bit live and, and make it a little funkier even. Yeah. Hey Tim, we do a thing on our show called the Last Laugh because we like to we we like to see who makes you laugh. Do you have a stand-up comedian or someone um in the movies that makes you laugh super hard? Oh my gosh. Uh I you know, I'm not a, I'm not one of those that watches those I'm not a a comedy guy. I don't watch comedy movies too much, but my my favorite comedian if if I could go back just still makes me laugh is George Carlin. He was always my favorite. And anytime I'm flipping through channels and they have some old stuff with George Carlin on, I sit and watch and he'll make me laugh. And then and and then now Faith and I get in a habit of every now and then we'll catch all in the family. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Archie Bunker makes me laugh pretty hard. He had such a great character. And yes, I love George Carlin. I can't I can't pick a favorite bit, but I think it's all about the stuff you know, having a house for your stuff. Yeah, he, that one and the, a man died today. Well. Admiring his hot, hot well, he stepped when he was admiring, uh, he, he was in his hot air balloon and stepped out to admire it from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we really appreciate the time and always fun catching up. Right on. Good talking to you guys. And thank you so much for the music and for the shows and for, for everything, Tim. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening to the Rob and Holly Show podcast. Follow us at Robin Holly Show and listen weeknights on Odyssey Country and the free Odyssey app, A U D A C Y. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.